Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on your organizational feature here this Thursday on Right Spokane Perspective. I hope everybody out there is safe and sane. Now, despite living much of his life as a pagan, the Roman Emperor Constantine implemented reforms that stopped the systematic persecution of Christians. He also instituted the calendar that we use, dividing all of history into B.C. and A.D., A move to secularize this system has changed the labels to CE and BCE, meaning common era, before the common era. Some people point to this as yet another example of how the world keeps God out. But God hasn't gone anywhere. Regardless of the name, our calendar still centers itself around the reality of Jesus' life on earth. In the Bible, the book of Esther is unusual in that it contains no specific mention of God. Yet the story it tells is one of God's deliverance. Banished from their homeland, the Jewish people lived in a country indifferent to him. A powerful government official wanted to kill them all. Yet through Queen Esther and her cousin Mordecai, God delivered his people, a story still celebrated to this day in the Jewish holiday of Purim. Regardless of how the world chooses to respond to him now, Jesus changed everything. He introduced us to an uncommon era one full of genuine hope and promise. All we need to do is to look around us and we'll see him. You know the drill, folks. Father God, you are a loving God. Thank you for the history-changing reality of your son. In your son's Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday and we are doing an organizational feature here today, a wonderful wonderful nonprofit organization that has been doing God's work for a lot of years, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about none other than the folks that comprise Project ID. Project ID. And there's a new project out there that we can uh, have some of our listeners engage in too, right? Absolutely, uh, man. That's the project of locating a property a property that Project ID might be able to use to serve its customers, its friends, its family members, the community with, I don't know, I would say 7,000 to 12,000 square feet, Mike. Is that Absolutely, what you're looking man. for? So a commercial property that can be used. And we got to talk a little bit about what Project ID is first. But if you're driving and you see that commercial property or you know of one, be thinking about it throughout the show. Absolutely, man. Now, Project ID is a nonprofit organization aimed at serving people with intellectual disabilities in the Spokane, Washington area. Project ID operates a recreational center called the Wolf Den. Project ID also operates Friendship Church and an adult Special Olympics team the Spokane Wolf Pack. As we always strongly encourage you folks, you got to log on and check these folks out. And I am sure that you will agree they're doing the God's work here, boy. www.projectidspokane.org. Again, that'll be projectidspokane.org. If you can't do the good old internet thing, folks, pick up that phone and dial them up locally. You can do so by dialing 509-475-7185. Again, that'll be 475-7185. Just so happens that we've got a principal in the studio with Tim and I here today. His name is Bob Hutchinson. He is the executive director of Project ID. And with that said, welcome to the Right Spoke.
Spokane perspective. Bob, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. Thanks for having me here. Oh, you bet, Bob. Go ahead and jump in sideways. Uh, I know that that little bit of an introduction on who Project ID is, is just not sufficient, at least for my purposes. So please, sir, jump on in there and educate the listeners out there as to what you guys are doing with your customer base. Sure. Well, the whole reason our program started is children aged out of high school that we serve pretty much all the social, all the recreation, everything that created community for that population disappears. So we have created, we first started off with what we call the Wolf Den, which was an evening program. It was a clubhouse situation where they could come in and enjoy activities and develop relationships. Then we added Friendship Church, and we always have had Special Olympics going. But then on October 3rd of this year, we actually started a day program at the Wolf Den. And so our first day, we had 31 people. Now we have 54 people in a month and a half. Wow. wow. So we're open now. From, and there definitely sounds like there's a need for this. There is. Oh, yes. um, Due to COVID, there was roughly eight day programs for this population that disappeared. So we're talking about eight-day programs for people with a wide-ranging disabilities. Is that what you would say, or challenges, challenges. special needs? You special know. needs. Okay, so yeah. so people that were in the the public education system, or maybe even private, but there's no other programs available for this population of people, and there are people that there isn't really other activities that they they can engage in with people that share their same concerns and issues well there there are some other programs in town but they have been diminished dramatically mm-hmm. and so that's part of the challenge and our facilities open from 9 a.m to 8 p.m at night and we're serving roughly 150 people a night oh you bet and okay, i've been well, uh or a day i mean a day. yeah, you yeah bet. that's all day yeah. and you know bob i've been to your facility when you were actually you know serving meals and things like that so you know on top of providing services you're also providing refreshments and and you know lunches and dinners and right. snacks and and stuff like that yeah yeah you which bet. is important now, what uh, what kind of an estimate would you put on those that, if they had the opportunity to come on into Project ID and take advantage of your programs, how many other individuals are out there here in the Inland Empire area? Well, a lot of people don't realize that one out of seven, and this is U.S. Census, identify as being part of this population. Wow, one out of seven. So there's okay. over 77,000 people in Spokane County. Wow. And that's the ones that have self-identified themselves. Mm-hmm. There's many people that don't. And the thing is, is that when you talk about marginalized groups, this is the largest marginalized group in the county, but they don't have a voice. Wow. Now, so just so the listeners know, because I know that there's lots of different ways we break up different communities. And, you know, this is, you have disabled individuals, we have senior citizens. In this group, we're talking about like learning disabilities, ADHD. What's the appropriate terms? Because I'm not well, keeping it, up with all the terms. You know, there, there's, you know, from anything from autistic to Asperger's to Down syndrome, uh, you know, it, it's it's all these different challenges that people have sure. and the thing is that when they come into our facility the way i look at it is that you know i'm not a doctor for a reason because i don't have that ability everyone has different abilities everyone has different deficits and i choose to look at what are our people's abilities and what are what are their strengths and the more we build on those strengths i believe deficits disappear 
well, yeah, you're focusing on, you know, if, if you can't hear, you read. If, if you can hear really well, you listen, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you put those things together and you've got Project ID that are putting people together that make each other stronger. People are, uh, you've got a bowling league going on. And that, that's something that really was interesting that when we, before the show, you were talking about Special Olympics that just kind of blew the rest of the region out of the water. Right. Well, we had 103 on our bowling team, and it ranges from everywhere from where some of our members, because of their abilities, they have to use a ramp that they put the ball on and direct it and it goes down sure, sure. to what we call unified teams, which is taking you know, a couple of our members and hook them up with a couple guys like yourself, and they're on a bowling team. So we have the whole range in between. Okay, and and you're competing against people from all over the region, right? Yeah, well, and even in Spokane. There's a number of teams in Spokane. We're not the only team, but there's all over the region, all over the state. Yeah. Okay, great. And you know something, Tim? I just joined my father's bowling team, and we bowl on Friday afternoons over at North Bowl. We happen to have in the mix of us a intellectual disability individual i would say autism and he's uh, mid to high functioning and he bowls and i'm telling you what he really carries a high average man and he's good and you know uh, his bowling style is very unique because he basically grabs ball with both of his hands puts it between his legs and shoots it out in front of him like that and i mean he is good it's good works. he is good man it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, he didn't participate in Special Olympics and, you know, as such, doesn't do really well, you know, their bowling. Because I understand, you know, as far as Washington Special Olympics is concerned, bowling happens to be the biggest sport in the Special Olympics with, yeah. you know, the largest number of participants statewide. So yeah. it's just amazing. It is, it is amazing. So with this community that's underserved, you're looking at a, a location change is what's going on. That's why I told all the listeners, be thinking about 7,000 to 12,000 square feet that's available where maybe property owner could take a great advantage of their square footage that's been sitting empty for a donation to a nonprofit that they can write off and maybe a little bit of money to come in. And they put a good tenant in an empty building. Exactly. And and the reason we're looking for a new uh, facility is, unfortunately, the landlord we do have, basically, our lease is up, and he wants to triple it. So we're going to go from $3,300 a month to almost $9,000 a month. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, I'll tell you, Tim and I have already covered the fact that, you know, when you get corporate real estate investment companies involved in stuff, I mean, you know, the likes of BlackRock and some of the others, Okay, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, these guys, you know, during since COVID have been scarfing up properties. And we're talking about one in five properties, ladies and gentlemen, these corporate interests are now owning. Or they they own a majority in. And so you're the local investors are just managing them. There's a lot of that that's gone on. And and of course, you know, you look at the cost of things. I was just having a conversation earlier. I couldn't afford to buy my own home. And we're looking at that in the residential world. But we also have to think about the commercial world too the places that we do business the organizations that serve our community they have to be able to operate and you can't do that if all of your money is going into renting a facility you still got to maintain it and uh, so when you're talking about tripling the cost of a facility mr hutchinson we're talking about money that should be going to serve this community because you're not going to get that many bowling sponsors, right? Right. Well, and, and that's the whole reason we're, we're right. having to find a new space because uh, my budget can't handle that along with providing the program I need to to serve the people that we serve. Sure, sure. You know, and then on top of that, that space, 
you know, the the worst month out of the uh, year for heating is going to be close to $4,000. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know, yeah. so, I mean, it's a challenge for us. And, you know, um, that's what our landlord chose to do. I, you know, and, and that's, that's their business, their building. Sure. So I'm just trying to do the best I can finding a new place to be able to Absolutely. serve. And, and, you know, maybe there's a church out there that wants to share space with us, mm-hmm. you know, or, or maybe there's another organization where half the building is still available and, and we can share. Right, so there's right. different things like that. Different things. And, and you do have a, uh, is it a 501c3 nonprofit? Yes. Because yes. you're a service organization. And you've been doing this for 12, 13 years? Since 2014. 2014. Okay, yeah. so we're looking at a decade. Yeah. And so you saw a need in the community. Tell us how you put all that together in the beginning. Well, it was a dear friend of mine. He and another couple saw the kids as they aged out. They were doing Special Olympics, and they decided that that's what they wanted to do. And so they formed it. Unfortunately, Pat, a month after they got the nonprofit status, he passed away mm. from a brain tumor. And his wife tried to take it on, and, and there were some challenges, and that's when people called me in to say, hey, Bob, will you help us? Yeah. And and so that's I've been there since 2015, 16. Wow. So you've been doing this a long time. You're fulfilling a need for this community. So folks out there, we've got to take a break. But again, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about the project and what uh, Project ID has been doing. But think about 7,000 to 12,000 square feet, maybe $3,000 a month and a tax write-off for the property owner of thousands more. Could be an opportunity to serve the community and get a, you know, a tax rebate, I guess. Oh, there you go. So again, Mike, the website is www.projectidspokane.org. And if you can't do the good old internet thing, please pick up the phone and dial them up locally at 509-475-7185. We'll be back in about a minute or so. To our Spokane area veterans and their families, if you haven't checked out the Hilliard Veterans of Foreign Wars Post 1474, located at Diamond and Regal Street in Spokane, you gotta be there or be square. The Hilliard VFW is there to assist you and yours with all your VA questions. Give them a call at 487-3784. Weekly bingo, cards, bowling, dart tournaments, and meal specials are just a few more things that the Hilliard VFW offers. Stop on by, give them a call, 487-3784. To our Spokane area veterans and their families, if you haven't checked out the Hilliard Veterans of Foreign Wars Post 1474, located at Diamond and Regal Street in Spokane, you gotta be there or be square. The Hilliard VFW is there to assist you and yours with all your VA questions. Give them a call at 487-3784. Weekly bingo, cards, bowling, dart tournaments, and meal specials are just a few more things that the Hilliard VFW offers. Stop on by, give them a call, 487-3784. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on your organizational feature this Thursday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. Now, for those joining us a little bit late in today's broadcast, don't fret because there is redemption. You can hear a rebroadcast of this particular show at 9 p.m. tonight on the fabulous 630 or 96.5 FM. Or you can go on that good old-fashioned internet, grab your favorite podcast service, type in Right Spokane Perspective. Those podcasts are available. You can go listen 
listen to the gamut of them that we've done on all sorts of different issues. And obviously, you can uh, share this show. Share this show with friends, share it with family members, share it with someone that you might think has 7,000 to 12,000 square feet available to help a specific community in our community that uh, is lacking services, needs a place to go. This is a group in our community that I would say, Mr. Hutchinson, that this is a group that probably is not going to go to the bar. Most of them probably aren't going to deal with a concert and the, and the noise and the chaos, right? This is a group that needs specific services for them to have an outlet for entertainment, personal growth, personal healing. What do you say about that? Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of our, our members are in group homes, you know, and, and so they're in a confined area with three or four other people. Sure. And sometimes they don't even know the people they moved in with. Right. You know, right. Okay. Now you said group homes. I know there's something about this that I, I we want to talk more about this community too, but so if a, an individual is in a group home, now we know we're putting tons of money into, into drugs and, and homelessness and government, but you're an operation that's been surviving completely without government support. That's true. And the people that you're serving that are in group homes, they're not people that are out there raking in the dough on government programs. Oh, no, no. Most of them, most of them are on Social Security. And their social security check goes to the group home. Right. And then they get a total of $70 of spending money. But if they're doing paratransit, $60 of that goes to paratransit. So there's not a lot of disposable income for this, folks. So they have have $10 for personal spending and entertainment for the month. Yes. Is the group of people you serve. So, And I'll I'll tell you something else, too, Tim. You know, when I ended up making my visit over there, I definitely spent a few minutes with some of the uh, the guests and the customers that were getting the services and things like that. And, you know, Bob is right. When you get these people that are confined in a group home setting and they're there, you know, 24-7 – and they're there constantly with the same people, man, it is such a joy to get a break from that and maybe a field trip down to Walmart to spend a, you know, a couple of bucks getting some snacks or, you know, coming to Project ID for a function, uh, for lunch, to sit and talk to one of the volunteers. I mean, it just, when these people's faces light up, man, I'm telling you what, I mean, it's such a grand feeling. Right. Uh, to be standing there and and see how much happiness is coming out of this individual well, because they get an opportunity to do something you're, that, you're, that's you're, fun and that they like. Well, and you're talking about t- what are you going to do if you have $10 a month of well, it's not even disposable income. You can't even say that it's it's you got $10. What yeah. are you going to do with that? You can't even go bowling. He's got a bowling you got you've got these folks in a bowling league in a, in Special Olympics. What other kind of activities are, have you been doing and would like to continue to do with this newly found that our listeners and folks yeah, out there are going to please, find? Please, uh, Bob, describe the Friendship Church, yep. please, and then uh, obviously the Wolf Den. Okay, well, the Friendship Church, we meet um, every Sunday morning from 11 to noon, and uh, we start off with songs that they enjoy, and they get to play tambourines and bongos and stance and sing and and just worship the way they want to worship vocalize the way they wish to vocalize if they wish to be coloring they can do that then there's a short lesson then the rest of the time is passing the mic around and they share about their week or they have prayer requests or if something challenging is happening in their life they get to share that with the whole group and that's our church service the wolf den we have everything from karaoke nights to bingo nights to art craft nights casino nights 
Zumba, and and we have all these activities going on, but we don't organize the individual. So if the individual wants to come in and just sit down and chat with their friends on the couch, they can do that too. Okay. So they, 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 there's flexibility there. We also have a member advisory board. Now, these are members that were self-selected or chosen by other members to represent them, and they meet with me and my program manager and help us in designing the program they want. Right. Oh, so okay. they have a true voice in what we do. And in the group homes, they're tremendous partners. They're doing hard work. Yes, they are. And, uh, you know, this gives them a break a little bit, too. You know, it gives them a respite. It gives them a chance to recharge their batteries so they're doing more better work for them. Well, and it helps them uh, probably handle their customers better, too, because their customers aren't suffering from cabin fever. Right. And, well, in over COVID, most of them were locked down. Yes. And, and they weren't even allowed to see their parents. And we kept doing things virtually to get, stay engaged with them. But all almost every group home that we serve were so grateful when we opened. Right. Because you know, a lot of the behavior problems started going away. You sure, know? Yeah. Well, yeah. you have to have an outlet for that energy. Right. You, you just have to. Everybody needs something to look forward to, to have an outlet, a right. positive outlet for that energy. And if you don't have one, it, that makes right. it tough. It now, does. we don't only serve group homes. I mean, we have a lot of parents that have, you know, their children at home with them. And with our day program, what we've allowed parents to do, because a lot of times when their child graduates from high school or ages out, a parent has to quit their job and stay home. Right. Because the the child can't be by themselves. And so now with our day program, there's a safe place that they know they're going to come to that they can be engaged in positive activities where a parent can still stay employed. So we're not only helping a family in their dynamics of, of you know, income and things like that and safety, but we're also helping employers because they're not losing a, a bad employee. employee. Right, right. right you betcha. Right. No, that, that sounds like a win-win situation well, and, to and, me for sure. And, and so... If someone wants to contact you, what's the best way to do that? If they know of a piece of real estate that's owned by business, family, friend, what's the best way? By the internet? Well, they can do the internet through the phone, or they can email me at bob at projectidspokane.org. So that's bob, Hutchin, bob at project ID? Yeah, projectidspokane.org. Yeah, okay. you betcha. Now, Bob, you know, I know that the COVID ended up skewing everybody's numbers. Okay, right. and I know think you know the numbers just dove down to almost zero. Maybe even they hit zero at one time or another during 2020. And but I do know that we are rebounding and the numbers are coming back up. So prior to COVID, how many people were you serving? Well, the evening program we were serving over 100 people a night. We also provided that that year over 14,000 free meals. Wow! But. Due to coming back, you know, now we're serving, we're back to almost to 100 a night. But um, unfortunately, I lost a lot of volunteer capital. Mm. And so I don't have the bodies to be able to help serve meals. I see. And so, so, our, yeah. our, um, so our meal program, you know, we're hopefully going to be bringing it back, but it takes... You know, I need people. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Well, I'll tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, for all of you out there that have approached me in the last year to year and a half, offering to volunteer to come on down and serve meals at the various shelters that I was working at. I'm telling you what, folks, you can definitely follow through with those offers. And please pick up that phone and get in contact with Bob Hutchinson over at Project ID. I mean, the, like I said, he's doing God's work. The numbers are back up. 
up to a right around 100 people a day. And man, you guys don't want to be missing out on this. Wouldn't this be something really, really cool to do? And that would be to take your family, you know, take maybe your teenage kids, your college age kids over to Project ID and expose them to what's going on well, over and, there. And actually, your college age kids, most of them need time served in the community as part of their credentials for their college courses absolutely so So there's a number of there's a lot going on here to keep track of and i don't know how bob does it all the time here but there's a a lot to keep track of because so you've got that's why he's the executive director he's the executive director (laughs) but you know this whole thing with not having government majorly involved with this it's basic this is all privately funded privately ran organization if this if we lose this in our community and the government says we'll come in and solve it instead of it being several hundred thousand dollars a year to operate the whole thing, it's going to be $14 million (laughs) and it'll serve half as many people and we won't know where the money went. Right. So so, the the, the other thing is though, on the volunteer aspect, a lot of people are afraid because they don't know this population. Mm -hmm. But every time I have a group come in, they always say, well, they were scared to come in. One is that they're you know, tired because they just got off work. But when they leave, they leave with more energy because they find out that these people are amazing people. They, they fulfill, they fill your heart every day because they, there is no of the, what I call the daily BS that everyone else has to deal with. Exactly. They, they come with the purest heart and they care. And they love people, and that's all they want back. And so, when you get an opportunity to work with the people I do, it does nothing but fill your heart. Yes, it does. And you nailed it when you said their hearts are pure because that is it. That is it at the end of the day for these folks, for sure. And so, so this is a, a, a all the different things that are going on to serve this population. So this population can uh, also give back to the community. You guys do some other community things as well, right? You know, over the years, lots of different things. So, but folks can volunteer if your kids in high school or college kids need yes. some volunteer you know, hours. If you are financially capable and you can afford some dollars, please seriously consider making a year-end donation, ladies and gentlemen. You know, your taxes going to be coming up again next April, right. and uh, this would be a great way to secure a good tax deduction, folks. A good tax deduction. Also, uh, volunteerism. Even if you're not required to because of a college course or a high school course, if you're looking for something to do in the evenings, you need, you know, because the TV shows are not what they used to be, Mike. No. They're just, it's, it's Garbage. not worth, it's not worth, <laughs> Garbage. It's not worth turn, you know, if, if those advertisements keep popping up and the content just doesn't make you happy you can go down and serve project id and it sounds like there's some people out there that might return some happiness and some love with uh, bob hutchinson's project id oh, you I, I guarantee they will fill their hearts and you know one of my goals i'm looking to get a thousand people that be willing to donate thirty dollars a month with us there you go if we could get a thousand people to do donate a thousand dollars so it's not one big entity giving us a lot of money it's spreading over a large pr- bunch of people we could do so much work and we could serve more, so many more people oh you so you're talking about a thousand people at a uh, thirty dollars a month yep. yeah 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 betcha that 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 could be done and yeah. you know another thing that's become uh, that has emerged into the marketplace if you will is that would be the idea of legacy donations ladies and gentlemen you know you know you've got somebody that's getting ready to pass and you or not and you're sitting down you're looking at your last will and testament there you go folks you know might want to plug in a little 
couple of percentage points there for project id and call it a legacy donation for sure well it depends on what you've got i mean it's looking at death taxes mike you can <laughs> give it to the government or you want to give it to an organization right so th there's a lot of different things that can be done there and whatever your capacity is this is a group and i'm going to bring this up in the last minute of the show because we weren't able to hit on that with Bob, but the homeless shelter a few years back was going to get put right next to Project ID and, and the population that Project ID serves would not do well. And there was a huge argument that went on and said, oh, no, 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 it'll be perfectly fine having having the shelter right next to Project ID. And we've seen what happened with Camp Hope or, oh, yeah. or Camp Dope. It wouldn't have been a good idea. So the community stepped up and talked to city council. Government did not allow that to happen because the community said it was important to save Project ID. Well, that was a few years back. It's important, again, to be engaged to help save Project ID. And that is finding seven to 12,000 square feet in a commercial location at an affordable price. You bet. That being said, we want to definitely extend a huge thank you to Mr. Bob Hutchison, the executive director of Project ID Spokane. As we always strongly encourage you folks, you got to log on and check them out. You can do so by going to www.projectidspokane.org. Again, that'll be projectidspokane.org. If you can't do the good old internet thing, or you just want to pick up the phone and talk to Bob, please, Pick up the phone and dial him up locally at 509-475-7185. Again, 475-7185. All of that being said, Mike and Tim are out of here today. We'll be back at you and in your face again tomorrow. Bye-bye.